I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. And scissor me daddy ass. Because they're together now. It needs work as a catcher. I don't know if there's enough t-shirt space. No? You don't? Yeah. But you can... Gun up and scissor me. It's just a, maybe a long one. I like yeah. a long t-shirt dress situation. You can do like the core. Do it all in diagonal. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes a little core memory. Like, goes away. <laughs> that, I think that's the way you get round this. Diagonal. It's all diagonal across the shirt. Just, just around it. Yeah. A spiral. A spiral. A spiral spiral works. Or just a big wall of text. (laughs) So that it's more text than it is t-shirts. Great. Anyway, welcome to the AEW review of... No. Welcome to the rest of podcast review of AEW Collision. Apologies if I feel like I'm all out of sorts. I've been... Luke (laughs) Owen has not stopped all... I was this morning in Dublin. I've done a lot today. None of that compares to you. And you're you're too kind. We've been recording Talk Extra for well since 11 it's now three yeah and i stopped for half an hour in there because i, I needed to finish watching collision mm-hmm. and then so, oh, and then, also have sustenance to be yeah, able to carry I was on shoving a, a sandwich in my mouth watching the main event mm. rawr, 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 rawr. great kick by danielson <laughs> rawr, 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 rawr. um so yeah so apologies if i feel a bit outsourced but welcome to the rest of podcast review of aew collision please do press the thumbs up give us a subscribe as well leave a comment down below with what you thought join our wonderful community with your thoughts if you're watching this live and if you want to have your thoughts read out on the air it is restalk.com forward slash support we'll read out all of them above the five us dollar amounts so yeah we're here to review aew collision which was your formulaic collision mm. show which is that you had the stars out having squash matches yeah and so in sometimes you had the stars facing off against the other stars which mm. is usually reserved for the main event and this angle here is almost felt out of sorts for collision insofar as it was an angle that's it yeah like, this was furthering something that happened on dynamite mm. and that often just doesn't happen with collision no that was slight shade i should say as well because i think there was another one with ftr and house of black later on in the show as well but that's a collision that's a collision exclusive that's story. a collision exclusive story did you i don't want to bury the lead maybe we'll talk about this after we talk about 
the the actual story, the meat of what was going on. But uh, Kenny McIntosh had a tweet earlier on that I saw that just sparked a thought while we were, and it's interesting that you brought it up, which is that Collision doesn't feel like um, appointment television. It's not must-see TV. And part of that, I, w- I was then reading people's responses. Some people say like, oh, I really enjoy watching it every week because of this format. Or some people being like, it, it needs to feel like, you know, a soft brand split like it did in the early days of Collision. Um and I was just kind of interested by that conversation. I'd me love too. to hear what the chat has to say as well and attending your chats for it. But for me, this was a really interesting episode to point to because of a continued story That's from Dynamite, it. which is so rare on this show. It's so rare to see. But I kind of agree with Kenny's sentiments on mm. that. Like what Collision is, is Collision is a tribute to Saturday wrestling shows of old, mm. which is the stars do squash matches. Like that's what WWF Superstars was. It was just super it was just the superstars having squash matches and they'll mm. cut promos and put each other over and then that makes you buy the pay-per-view so you can then see the stars fight the other stars and wcw did the same thing mm-hmm. on on their tnt shows and stuff and when they were on you know cable and whatnot was it's the stars have squash matches it's a loving tribute to that but we are in 2023 2024 yeah and I think TV audiences and TV desires have changed somewhat over 30 years. That if you do this sort of show, people look at it as like, uh, I don't see the point of this because there's nothing here that's moving stories along. This is, imagine if you're watching a week to week TV series, like, okay, The Last of Us, for example. If you looked at The Last of Us, but every other episode was. And just filler episode. Mm. You know what I mean? So like, no, yeah. So like, uh, well, the first ne- series, the second series of Lost, right? If I can use that analogy, always was, comes back you, to Lost because it was one of the best shows in the history of the world until it wasn't. Um, <laughs> when you think about the second series of Lost, the first episode uh, was great. The second, third, and fourth episodes were the same episode but from different perspectives. So by the time y- mm. y- you took five weeks before you got anywhere, which I think pushed a lot of people's button. It took it, it pushed their patience to the limit, kind of yeah. thing. This I would more liken it to like when you're watching. You've got a new desk. Oh yeah, that's actually from next door. That's thrilling. So, so sorry, that was that was deeply unprofessional. Uh, flight brain. Um, and when he says desk as well, he means mixing desk. Uh, yeah, for, not just a new for, table. For, <laughs> it's for, for visual mixing. It's what we were using for Rust Talk Extra. Um, Between you having worked so hard and me being like 24 hours behind my. Yeah schedule it's just, gonna be an interesting show just in case anyone didn't catch that dan was in dublin this morning you were supposed to be here last yeah, night but, i was but, you know, i was about uh, a storm and the storm trapped me in dublin overnight i was very comfy at a lovely hotel but Ed- I... editor terry stuck in france at yeah the moment, being... she had a worse experience than me she got di- she got diverted to france and apparently like the plane ride was awful so when i came in to land this morning um in the air absolutely fine mm. but when we we hovered over london for a while buffeted about by the wind and when i came into land we sort of did this boom, yeah. kind of thing Ooh. um so it was it was dicey but yeah that's why my, my my brain's also all over the place bringing it back to collision please what, why it feels like um for me it's like when we're in the middle of the australian open the tennis i'm not watching every single one of the first ones because i know that your big players are going to probably be bashing their way through in in straight sets kind of thing but when we get to quarterfinals i'm you know paying close attention this it, and i think that for me is is there are positives to that and this show was full of positives because i had a lot of a lot of fun with all of these matches mm. um but there is also negatives to that where it's like you i have to watch it every single week because we do a review would i watch it every single week if we didn't do a review and i think a key to that for me at the very least i should say is my my experience of collision is 
I don't need to watch this live. Mm. I often don't need to watch it the day after. Yeah. If I've got time on a Sunday, like if I'm, you know, the, the, the kid's not around because like my wife's gone out to do something with the kid or like, I mean, usually the three of us are just like doing stuff. So I don't really have like a lot of just me time on a Sunday. Mm. But if I'm like doing some housework and putting the vacuum around or something, I'm like, oh, you know, I've got 10 minutes and stuff. I'll, put, I'll throw Collision on because I'll probably get through two matches uh, on Collision. Or, you know, what if I've got 20 minutes or something? But I don't need to watch it on a Sunday. I don't mm. desperately need to find out what happens next in a storyline. I can quite happily save it until Monday. And yeah. then I watch it on Monday morning before I come in to do this review. I think if this wasn't my job, I would just watch it throughout the week. Because mm. I do like Collision. Yeah, there's that, great, great wrestling on it. Because that's the thing. I Collision, oftentimes I like more than Dynamite. Because Dynamite, because it is trying to be must-see, got to watch it live TV, it can be more hit and miss. Mm. But because Collision has just got a very safe template, it becomes an incredibly reliable two hours worth of wrestling. Mm. So I can very much just happily enjoy it throughout the week. But yeah, and that's what I would do if this wasn't my job. Mm. But as this is my job, I do watch it on the, the the Monday. And I'm you know I'm looking at the live chat here, and it's kind of like 50-50 in some ways of just like I don't need that sort of tv in 2024 and others are like i actually just like that that's what it is yeah it's easy watching it's easy viewing i think it depends on how you consume your wrestling to be honest with you because if you are someone who wants uh just so i'm just going to correct someone you're thinking of the wrong superstars someone said like that was evan Bourne versus mike knox and i'm talking about like the 80s oh not the yeah A 80s wwf like tv yeah i wasn't around then i'm so young um so you actually uh yeah i think it depends on how you consume your telly really if if you're like i want a, a bit of wrestling to watch just just to have Casually. some wrestling and not really be that invested like sometimes again I, I use another sports reference sometimes oh it's like burnley versus sheffield united mm. i have no interest in that i just really want to watch some football right it'll now. be nice to watch some football so i'll put that on kind of thing um, I, I just want to see the green. Yeah, it's perfectly valid. But um, I think Collision, by virtue of its uh, stature, and certainly what it was when it first came around, almost uh, demands a little bit more than a Rampage or a Dark. You see, I, I disagree with that, because the one thing that I say would to say to Collision's positive on that is it's never changed. Collision has always been this show, even when it was the CM Punk show. It was always this show which is squash matches and a big-time main event. That's true. So I feel like, like it had more story, though, back in the day. I think it had stories, but, like, the, you know, I think the main story... Back have, in the day. Back in the day, it was, you know, <laughs> not even a year old, this show. <laughs> but, I, but even then, it would have, like, one story. It was whatever the CM Punk story was. It's him versus Ricky Starks. It's FTR versus Bullet Club Gold. Like, mm. at the moment, the story of Collision at the moment is ftr versus the house of black yeah. like that's your main story and actually kind of like the rise of daniel garcia along with yeah. ftr and you could probably now look and say oh eddie versus danielson that's gonna be that's gonna, yeah, that'll be a true. collision story moving forward but really like that collision has been the same show from because remember when we i was first reviewing collision and i was like really it's just a bunch of squash matches than a main event and the argument was like yeah it's because it's that's what saturday night wrestling is mm. and that's what it's, it's a tribute to that so i i like it but i also i get why people aren't not asked that's not the right words um but like it's it is not appointment viewing no and i, and I, and I think standards have changed so much that tv needs to feel like appointment viewing particularly as it's a live show do i watch wwe main event no, no. do i watch nxt more often than not right 
do I watch Raw and SmackDown every week? Yeah. I feel like AEW is at a point where it can have two big shows that are appointment viewing every week and also have your darks, your rampage, your mm. business. Um and I, I, I think I think more pertinently, I think it's got the roster for it. I think the roster is big enough that you could have two shows that feel appointment as opposed to just being things that are just like you know like roderick strong beating evan Bourne, evan Bourne, matt seidel on this show while very very you know it's very entertaining albeit very short it's oh, there yeah. it's there to fuel a dynamite story yeah so it's 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 definitely it's an interesting as as we stare into this new year and especially with the rankings being announced in the middle of this show right in the middle like right the, t- the basically the end of the, this show yeah. they were just like oh yeah by the way the rankings are coming back yeah. tony Khan's just put it on twitter he's not watching he's not, he's not running the show he's too busy tweeting um, a hall living rent free and nah, but like it's kind of an interesting period in aew's uh continued growth this is hmm. fifth year the idea that they're bringing back the ranking system they're coming clean off the c2 which was such a, a massive success and c2 did make collision feel like appointment tv yeah i agree with that that is and a very it, it, it yeah. hasn't had that since yeah. the c2 ended uh, i the only thing i would say is different to comparing it to main events or even to nxt although i think that's slightly unfair on my part there's always a crack in main event like yeah the main event is oh but to be clear i see it more as a smackdown that's yeah. what i'm saying more, but specifically it sh- in early it sh- days yeah SmackDown. it should feel like what smackdown is now yeah and even then smackdown feels like a lesser show to raw i agree um even though it's got arguably some bigger stars than than raw does yeah but i think you're right like early that sort of mid 2000s period smackdown mm. where it's like there's got amazing wrestling on it mm-hmm. but people are more interested in what's happening on raw yeah that's kind of where i'm at with it that's where i i think i'm at with it as well mm. and i think it's sh- they should be equal shows in terms of stature but they aren't whether that you really agree with that i don't think i do mm-hmm. I, I think i would rather this be feel like a more important show than it is but i still enjoy it yeah I, at the I, end of the day at, at least i always get a great main event that's like, the important and part. that's it like you know and perhaps that's a really low bar mm. and i think it is a bit of a low bar but at the end of every show when there's this cracking main event i'm just like oh man i'm really glad i watched that that's it i i, I always i always have a nice time watching it and maybe so it's hammer the point home that's all it needs to be for a saturday night mm. oh so now you know remember andrade feuded with house of black yeah it's good that was a collision story yeah. yeah but the thing we actually want to talk about here to to open our show is this kind of like an angle that happened on this show that is furthering on from something that's been happening on dynamite and on collision actually it's been a cross promotion show a cross brand show bullet club gold came out for a promo they won the roh six-man tag team championships on dynamite this past wednesday and it was here to introduce Cardblade, Cardboard Juice Robinson, which is a bit of fun because Cardblade's been retired now that yeah. Jay White's back. Juice um, Board. Juice Board. And out comes the Acclaim, and they pitch being a supergroup again. And I really enjoyed, because he didn't make a big deal of this, Jay goes and asks Cardboard Juice Robinson what he thinks. Mm. Billy Gunn's still doing, like I think it was uh, Max Caster still doing his promo. So the focus is on him. But Jay White just walks over and you can see him talking to the cardboard. Yeah. It actually really made me laugh. And then they put over, it's like, look, you're the ROH six-man tag titles. We're the AEW trios champions. Mm. I don't see why we can also be the AEW tag team champions. The guns can be the ROH tag team champions. I think Daddy Ass could do some singles gold in 2024. And why isn't Jay White the AEW world champion? And it's a sort of like moment and they're sort of thinking about it. They discuss it and they decide, yeah, let's do it. And they form the Bang Bang Super Gang. Strength and numbers team. 
that's it. United against the common enemy of the Undisputed Kingdom, which I think is my main criticism I would levy against this segment. That should be the driving force of this, mm. is they were both taken out by the Undisputed Kingdom. I think that AEW, through kind of no fault of their own, because it's you know it's built around two guys that are injured and can't really have the match that they want out of this. They In, can't do MJF versus Adam Cole yeah. and can't do it for a while. I think this group has lost so much of its luster since World's End, and I think they are dropping the ball with it slightly. But a way to have kept some of that alive is by having these two forces come together, not just to win gold, but to stop these guys, stop this force that's ruining the TV show. Yeah, I do feel uh, there's almost something circumstantial about the baby faceness of like Jay White in in this instance and and BCG. Um that for me makes it all feel a bit rushed and a bit like oh okay like i'm I'm not averse to this because i think they're all incredibly talented on the mic especially Mm -hmm. i think they're going to be engaging together as a group um but um all right i kind of i kind of was a bit like okay do you know uh and then and then to to your point elsewhere in the show we just sort of have roddy having a match with matt style and i'm like those, those trios belts have been put on bullet club gold for some reason or because belts are belts you know i i I, there's a lot of confused question marks on this that i have i get the impression and this is just me um this is just the way i was i said this on the dynamite review i get the impression this is going to lead to a title unification uh probably because they don't need all of the six-man titles they don't need them at all full stop really i'd argue they do need the trios titles because i like trios belts i like trios matches but uh i mean what have they done with them since winning them? Well, they were designed for the Elite to win, and then unfortunately the Elite got into a fight with CM Punk backstage, and then, um, you know, everything, and, and then I, and it I sort mean, of snowballed from there, really. <laughs> I mean, specifically, what have the Acclaim done with them since winning them in Wembley? They turned them into scissors. <laughs> they really have done that. Well, I mean, you can't argue with that, Dan. No, that is factually correct. If anything, they've done more than the House of Black did. Yeah, I don't know. I, I certainly think unifying them it's is. Wembley, it, they won them. They won over Wembley, mate. Bloody hell! And it was fun when it was happening. It was, but that was such a long time ago. And they did a little bit at the beginning of we held, we held them for sixty nine days, and we all went ha ha. ha. Oh, that's it is a funny number. Yeah, but um, it's been a long time since those sixty nine days. <laughs> Uh, and very little has gone down, and it does make me go like, well, why couldn't they keep him on House of Black? And then you've got FTR and Danny Garcia against House of Black. It, do you know what I mean? There's, there's, I'm, st- I'm sat here questioning: is there a division that warrants these belts? Even though I like trios matches, yeah. um, I would argue there can be, they just don't. In the same way that there the could, division. there could be a women's <laughs> yeah. tag title scene. Yeah, there just isn't, and they don't. Yeah, that's true. Um, but then to, to sort of widen the point out a little bit more, um, I feel like you could do something with the Undisputed Kingdom where Adam Cole is sort of like, he's in his chair and he, he's grizzled old man because of his beard. He's, he's in his chair, he's directing. He, he doesn't have, he can still be a presence even if he's not wrestling each week and can using Roddy as his sort of lackey to continue a feud rather than lumping these two together to sort of get us there at some point and make the best of it. It it all feels a little bit mazy, and that's something that I found a bit with Tony Khan's booking over the past year or so is that a lot of it feels, uh, sort of going around the garden fence, whatever the, the phrase is, to get us there. So mm. at some point, eventually, because we've got to spin our wheels until we can. It's always it's been a, a hallmark of his for a little while. I think this is an example of it. Again, I like the team. Yeah, I for me, it's more a case of 
I think it's missed the impetus as why they should be a team, which mm. it, really you should be putting these two groups together to emphasize the threat of the Undisputed Kingdom. Because they a, need to band Because they need to band together to take these guys out. They were throwing them through great glass windows. You know, they took Jay White off of TV. Like, they should be coming together to take out this force. But this force just feels like a bunch of lads. And that's not helping. And, like, so you, you don't Am need... Am I misremembering... These... Sorry to interrupt you. Am I misremembering... Have the Undisputed Kingdom faced Bullet Club Gold in, in a match? They uh, No, they haven't had, like, any have matches together. Have they done claimed? They haven't done him with the acclaimed either. So that's because, exactly what you're saying. They so could on get that there in the yeah, end. On that first episode, when the Undisputed Kingdom came out, so the first episode following World's End, Bullet Club Gold came out and was like, look, you know, I, I think what you did to Max is really cool because we'd have done the same thing. I just don't appreciate being collateral damage in that because they were the first group that they mm -hmm. attacked. And then they wanted to have a match with them. And then the acclaimed came out because the acclaimed also had been thrown through, you know, glass windows and stuff by, by the Undisputed Kingdom. And that's how they sort of found themselves being this unlikely, like, oh, we both have a common enemy here. And I think that's been lost. I think that's also, um, it, it's taken A and C and Miss B. And B for me is the matches, where it's like, okay, well, let's have sort of, the acclaimed has a go first, and then BCG has a goal. So what you're asking for, you, you don't want any build? You just want them to have matches? Is that, want, is, that, no, is, that no, what, no. is that what you're asking I for? Want the, it's how, it's listen, how, it sounds like, Dan, you're just advocating to have matches with no build. to me. The progression is, we can't beat the Undisputed Kingdom individually. They're actually a lot more powerful than we're giving them credit for. We, if we're going to take these people out and get our revenge, we need to unite. That that's the that's the build that bit there. Dan, I guarantee you, if they'd have advertised Bullet Club Gold versus Undisputed Kingdom on TV, the first question would be, "Where's the build?" I don't know. Uh, you, would, I, you would do because Twitter is full of idiots. <laughs> <laughs> I think you can have build as well. I'm just I'm talking. There's, there's two different builds. There's builds to those matches, and then there's builds to this supergroup. I agree. Do you think the supergroup has been hot shotted? No, I don't think it's been hot shotted. I just think that it's missed why they were getting together in the right. first place. Yeah. Like the, the Undisputed Kingdom were not mentioned in this promo. Mm. That's the reason these two groups oh, are yeah, coming together. Right. The reason why Max Caster was pitching they come together is to win more gold. Mm. And that's not what the group was originally supposed to be about. They were supposed to be about taking out Taven, Bennett, Strong. Like, why aren't we building to uh, the kingdom, as in Bev, uh, Taven, Bennett, and Strong, going after the trio's titles? Mm. Strong's going after the international title? Put Wardlow in there. Mm. Wardlow's not going to be going for the world title at the next pay-per-view, because that's probably going to be the triple threat with Strickland. On, I and Wardlow was involved. Yeah, but that's what I mean. Like, you know, we had them on Dynamite with, like, you know, Adam Cole cutting a promo on Wardlow's behalf, saying, I'm coming for the uh, the world championship. But, like, it's mis it's like they've lost so much of their steam. And because they've lost their steam, it feels like these two groups have lost their steam. And now they've sort of lost, like, why we were getting together in the first place. Mm. That's where I think, ultimately, I think this is a good thing. Because mm. I think this will be very entertaining. Bullet Club Gold were fantastic on wednesday as baby faces which i did not see coming mm. the guns in particular were superb jay white really like nasty bastard heel jay white really shocked me at how good at being babyface he was mm. so i think there's great stuff that could be had with this but it needs to be part of the larger picture of taking out the undisputed kingdom as opposed to let's win some more gold belts together yeah there's a lot of them that, in this company that we could win mm. we should just win them yeah that that that's where i'm at I, that, and i think that's, that does speak to the the lack of focus i think in the booking that has just sort of been a hallmark of this particular era mm. i don't think it's un, uh, unfixable it's certainly not um it just is yeah yeah
deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Let's get into what you made of this uh, when I find where the alt chat document is. And now I've got it. And James here says, Bang Bang Scissor Gang is here. At the end of this, we'll have a unified six-person championship. Jay White will be a bigger heel. And Daddy Ass and the Ass Boys will be reunited. Looking forward to the new format. Hopefully Collision doesn't get bumped anymore. We'll also get bumped on Mondays when there are AEW pay-per-views. Mm-hmm. Or possibly when there are NXT pay-per-views if there's something big on them. Mm. or Hey, people actually quite enjoyed the TNA review we did last week. Hey, you know? TNA, big time. So, possibly depends. Yeah, it, it's, it's more of the. It's up in the air. Monday's a bit more fluid, guys. <laughs> a bit more flexible. <laughs> with a bit of, you know, it's a bit more fluid. You guys. casual. Oh, so cash. It's such a cash Monday. Yeah. Um, I don't know if the I I like the idea of Billy Gunn and the Ass Boys getting back together. I yeah. think that's quite fun. I don't know if that's the end goal in this. That's the other thing that should have felt like a big deal in this segment. Yeah. Is Billy Papa and his kids reunited. Billy, yeah, Papa and his kids reunited. His kids turned on him. Yeah. Like, it should be more around that. It's, it's, I mean, let it play out. <laughs> Would be my keywords. Ben Z here says, not really a collision guy, so instead I'll go on about WWE 2K24, which just got announced. Cody is the cover star and special guest referee matches are back, which is cool, but dear God, the trailer is awful. I'll likely see AI Hogan and Austin in my nightmares. Have you seen it yet? No. So I got a text during the Rest Talk Extra record from 2K being like, oh, by the way, we've just announced that um, WWE 2K24's dropped. And then I had a message from Pete on Discord being like, 2K24 announcement just dropped. It's out on this day. So not only in that half an hour gap where I had to eat lunch and finish watching mm-hmm. Collision, I was like, I need to organize my chats with 2K yeah. and, my, and what we're doing with 2K stuff. Because, yeah. you know, March 8th will be here 
before we know it. So it's sneeze and it'll be here. I mean, I am all for it. The the uh, it's the rear and Bianca deluxe edition cover that's got got me. I'm a, I'm a big fan of that one. I think that looks great. Only seeing because I got the the press release through from 2K additionally to everything else. Um, that. Only one I've seen is the WrestleMania 40 yeah. cover that's got all of the, the, the legends on it. So you've got a standard edition Cody looking off into the distance. You've got Bianca and uh, Rhea on the deluxe, deluxe edition. edition. And then you've got the legends. The legends. The, the 40, the legacy thing. Um, they're all great. I think they're all, they all look great. Uh, the trailer is also really fun, really nice. I completely agree about AI Hogan, though. Um, what, what do you mean by AI? Hogan? Well, what makes it? I mean, AI is probably here. AI. I tell, I tell you what, you can get some live reactions from me. AI here is probably being used in the incorrect uh, manner. It's probably just CGI. That look, but Hogan looks different to Austin and Undertaker. Basically, they're they're in situ in their era, Oops. saying like, "Oh, I'm gonna do this, brother." Um, oh, yeah. whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I did not expect that. It's not very nice, is it? Uh, oh, whoa. That looks, that looks great. The, the, yeah, the, the gameplay stuff the looks gameplay, wicked. That looks awesome. The, the stuff with Cody especially yeah. is, is tasty. Uh, it was oh. just a bit of a jump scare with the Hogan stuff. It's because his face is so massive. Yeah. And then your Nightmare Pack has got Superstar Billy Graham, Dusty, Stardust, and Dashing, Dashing Cody, Cody Rhodes. Rhodes. Yeah. Not only that, with Pharaoh as a manager. I didn't see that. Yeah, so it's... Um, oh, that's a My Faction card oh, thing. Oh, love that. And, uh, and Mattel Cody Rhodes. One of my favorite things in 2K23 is they had Mattel John Cena as an unlockable uh, character. Yeah, it's John Cena as an action figure. I didn't unlock that. I have a Super Cena where he's invisible. Yeah, no, it's a, it's John Cena is like the Mattel action figure. Incredible. John Cena is very funny because he moves about as realistically as John Cena does. Yeah, John Cena's, it, you see the joke there is that John Cena is very robotic yeah, in the way that he moves around the ring. Yeah. yeah, he moves like an action figure. Mm. I'm saying this on Wrestle Action today. He does move like an action figure, but with very few points of articulation. <laughs> <laughs> but no, to 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 the to the chatter's point, it was fun. It was a yeah. good little trailer. I'm very excited for the game. Let's get into the rest of Collision, which opened with John Moxley versus Shane Taylor. And boy, howdy, they had a hard-hitting affair where they absolutely twatted each other. They really did. And it was awesome. They beat the tar out of each other. I loved it. And they were putting over on commentary as well that the uh, um, BCC have got some questions to answer. Because all three of them lost to Eddie Kingston yeah. in the Continental Classic, which is kind of there to set up what happens in the main event of this show. Mm. I enjoyed this a lot. I did too. I thought it was it did what it, it needed to do. Um, Shane Taylor looked good as well. In, I'm a in big defeat. Shane Taylor fan. Yeah, big time. Nice um, guy. Maybe we should have won the TN, the, T, the ROH TV title instead of Samoa was putting it on the floor. Um, but didn't want Joe losing before going to be yeah because they decided like I think the report is they decided four months before it happened that he was winning the world title hmm. so don't want your guy losing a match 
before he then wins the world title. Oh, you want you want to keep building someone up. Yeah. Because wins and losses do matter, Dan. They do matter, but put but so do title belts in theory and just putting mm-hmm. one on the floor. Maybe one of them doesn't. <laughs> that one. If if you've got doesn't. if you've got sixteen, Dan, you can sacrifice <laughs> one of them. Um but no, the match itself was was really good. Um and I liked Moxie's promo afterwards. Yeah, he's pissed off. Yeah. He's not taking crap anymore. Step up or keep the hell up. Like it's I, very good. What I was really interesting to me was how and it, we'll talk about it when we get to the main event, how in contrast this was to Danielson and uh, Claudio because yeah. he was big old babyface energy here, or at least anti-hero, I'm going to fight people energy. And uh, the rest of the BCC were having a right old healing it up situation. Oh, Danielson, he hates Eddie so he much. He loved it. Yeah, it was, it was so great. But yeah, I thought it was a great, great promo. Um, makes me excited to want to see more of Moxley, which, you know, yeah. I haven't... Uh, honestly, I know that's... You know, I have, I have sort of been a bit colder on Moxley recently. Mm. So this was a nice reminder. I'm only like on a bit of a Moxie mode because his match with Shingo at uh, the most recent New Japan show, yeah. the one in San Jose, was fantastic. Yeah. And it was better than Osprey versus Okada. I'm going to say it. But then again, I also thought that Eddie versus um, Gabe Kidd was better than uh, Okada versus Osprey. Yeah, I'll say it. I thought it was. And I thought the double count out was awesome. And it made me really want to see their rematch. Well, there you go. We've got a recap of Samoa Joe versus Hook from Dynamite, which I still think holds up as one of the best matches of 2024. Loved it so, so much. Mm. Uh, and then we got Adam Copeland versus Dante Martin. Um, very good near fall off the, his little springboard moonsault that he does, yeah. which is his finish. But like he just slightly over-rotated it and got Copeland up in the ropes. Um, yeah, I thought it was good. And then uh, Copeland hit the spear out of nowhere for the finish. It was a great spear as well. Very good spear. Taking him out of the air was lovely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Tony Schiavone interviewed Copeland after the match, who said, <laughs> I mean, God, I was like, it's getting harder and harder each week, actually. Maybe this this Copeland thing was a, was a bad idea. Um, and he also noted that veterans aren't stepping up mm-hmm. for this. It's like, I laid out an open challenge for anyone, but veterans aren't taking this. It's actually these younger guys that are stepping up and that's good because that's what we want to do. I want to come in and work with these younger guys. It's funny enough. It's, it's what Christian said when he came here and he's also not doing that anymore. Mm. And I promise that the next time I'm here in Pittsburgh, I will be the TNT champion. I found this little promo quite interesting. And I especially found it interesting as well. There was some more bizarre Twitter discourse about whether or not wrestling should or should not be fun. They were being like, you should keep him off TV. Uh, this is why I, this is why I delete. Honestly. Right. But as they were saying like, you should keep, um, you just have to say things on Twitter these days. You just have to say things. The discourse is mental yeah. uh, on ev- on everything. But um, the, the argument was that like, who's got that one 1989 wrestling clip? <laughs> he got us all about that interaction. He's got to say anything these days. The point was, he was saying, and I don't agree with this. This is not me bringing, this is, the opposite is basically he said uh you should keep copeland off tv and make him a special attraction here he is just having rando matches with rando upstart kids or whatever and and then someone was like well he's having fun doing it and it's getting people over and it's like whatever and then the response was wrestling is a serious thing it shouldn't be fun and i was like get out of town with this nonsense because this is this for me is the prime use of adam copeland i thought i think the cope open while stupidly named is b- brilliant in in allowing adam copeland to feel refreshed you know he'd sort of done everything he could he'd even come back after a 10-year injury um over in wwe he gets to work with a whole new set of people and some familiar faces as well um and then yeah really help get people's reps in you know i think which is a good a good thing to do Absolutely, on tv yeah and then 
later on in the night a little announcement of a little match that feels designed for Tempest. Right, I know. They just they announced at the end of this show and it was like, oh yeah, here's what's coming up on uh, Dynamite. You've got Penta versus Hangman. Oh, yes, please. Oh, that sounds really great. Jeff Hardy versus Swerve Strickland. Oh, man, Jeff Hardy making it onto Dynamite. He's made it out of the, uh, the little Rampage hole. That's exciting. I oh, know, Swerve on TV. That's going to that's be really good, yeah. Oh, we get to hear from Sting and Darby Allen. Always love to hear that because we'll feud with the Young Bucks. That, that's really good. Oh, and Adam Copeland versus Minoru Suzuki. Yeah. Talking about veterans not taking the... Uh, that's it, the co What's it called? The bait. I love that. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. And and also just, again, even without having the belt, even without the belt being on TV, putting over wanting to have that belt back up, Christian, keeping that going. Mm-hmm. You know, I think there were a lot of people who were like, was it rushed into in a bunch of different ways? No. You know, these things can grow over time. This is a good example, if I may, of build. Uh, I'm going to also say as well, because I don't think I've actually said this on a podcast yet, loved their World's, uh, World's End match. It was great. And the angle afterwards, I thought, was yeah. fantastic. I think I think I remember feeling that the angle could have been slightly differently, but really enjoying myself oh, with it. Loved it. Yeah. Lexi was backstage with the Blackpool Combat Club, and Danielson, is he was so great in this. He was like, Eddie Kingston beating me was a low point in my career, but you know what? That's okay because it was the highest point in his career. Yeah. It's the highest that he'll ever get to. And Claudio then she's like, I'm so sick of talking about Eddie Kingston. Ortiz, you're just a friend of Eddie Kingston, and that means you're now a casualty. Yeah. And he just walks off. I really like Love these it. interview segments uh, as just simple promo stuff. Yep. And then we had Lexi interviewing Dante Martin, but Private Party walk in, and they set up a rematch between the two of them. Private Party playing off, hey, you know, the finish on Dynamite. Like, I wasn't cheating. I just sort of fell into the ropes a little bit. We don't know. Could have gone either way. Yeah. The yeah. good stuff. I have no, I, the, the thing about these interview segments is that I don't often have anything to say too much from them, but I think they really do a very good job of carrying things on with a very short amount of time. Yeah. You know. Thunder Rosa took on Queen Aminata next. This is Rosa's first singles match since early 2022. Yikes. And she got the win here. Um, Aminata was given it a lot and looked really good. I think Aminata does it great. I think uh, the the style she works with, I think the performance when she comes out at the beginning and has... She's got presence the, about her. Exactly that. There's a, there's a presence. There's a, a there's the facials. She often does very little things with the facials. I'm very high on Queen Aminata. I'm a big fan of the whole... Mm-hmm. Uh, the whole gimmick and uh, lovely to see Thunder Rosa back in yeah. such style because um, I I, you know I'm a little bit not au fait with all of the backstage tea or whatever but it does sometimes seem to me that she got a little bit of a bad rub uh, she did I believe that it all got squashed over yeah. though, and I think that her and Britt Baker sort of made up they had a chat they yeah. hashed things out and they sort of smoothed over what you know the cracks that were there in a bit of a fractured division so I hope that this is an opportunity now for her to, to sort of get a bit of reclamation back because I think she's right good and I thoroughly enjoyed this match very much there was a the headbutt from Queen Aminata at one point yeah. that I've, I felt it you know however my favourite promo on this show was Eddie Kingston and Ortiz just cutting this promo and Ortiz was there to actually do a wrestling promo. You see Blackpool Combat Club, you're not like us because we're family and family sit together. Yeah, sure, we bicker at times, but we stick together and we're going to be taking you out tonight. Eddie Kingston, he ain't got time. It's like, why are you always coming out to me? I've got to get my reps in. I've got to try and stretch out. I've got a big match tonight. I haven't got time to talk to you. Play Rocket Man or whatever it is. And off he walks. That's his fault for not scheduling properly. You know you're going to have to do some interview time. If, you, if you've not done your you know, you reps in too soon. Once again, Eddie Kingston being the worst human being in the world. (laughs) 
It's not his fault that Eddie Kingston is the best wrestler. Right <laughs> uh, Tony Storm also cut a promo. This was actually from Dynamite, and they showed it here. And she finally admits she does know who Diana Perazzo is. I remember our time. I remember our time in Japan. I remember our time in the dojos. And she agrees to a match, and then she's going to eat her, or she's going to beat her, and then eat her. And that reminds her, she then needs to go and have her pork dinner. So now she's being Hannibal Lecter. She's moved on from Norma Desmond and she's moved on to Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. All right, fair enough. Shout out to Mariah May in this segment, who I thought was fantastic. You can do a lot with uh, just standing in the background. Oh, I think. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. You know, Taking those notes from watching the New Age Outlaws promos when Triple H was on top in 2000. Which, <laughs> yeah. Standing in the back. <laughs> menacing, like, oh, I'm X-Pac, I'm menacing. X-Pac's never been menacing. <laughs> Take that back right now. This, um, up next, probably the match of the night. Holy heck is that I love this match. Buddy Matthews versus Daniel Garcia. They had, you know, both uh, Malachi Black and Brody King out with Buddy Matthews. Daniel Garcia comes out on his own. Daddy Magic is out there on commentary. But before, like, anyone can ever, like, do anything, outcome FTR to even up the numbers so they can sort of cancel out House of Black on the other side. And they were fantastic out on the, the ring apron. I thought Daddy Magic was superb on commentary, getting over sort of the magic of this, no pun intended. Buddy Matthews was awesome in this match. What else is new? Daniel Garcia was fantastic. Mm. He was so great here. This is a match that is a great follow-up from the C2. It's learning things from the, And it's using... Because towards the end of the C2, there were people in our live chat and in our ultra chats that were like, I don't see the point of the end game of the C2 because you've got a bunch of people or three people who've lost loads. Like, why should I care about what they do now? I was like, well, in the final match, Daniel Garcia beat Brody King as the only match he won in the C2. Mm. And that's now fueling this feud that he's got with FTR and the House of Black and the character progression that he's made from there. I also think that's a really interesting uh, angle to have on the C2 in the middle of it because for me with it, it was always the idea that one one of the things I did that I think made it so great was that right at the beginning, Eddie Kingston says, I'm betting on myself, putting on my belts on the line. That's your first story. And then over the course of the C2, other stories start picking up. Like, how is Roosh doing? What Swerve got going on? Like, you know, all the rest. Um, this was Danielson's thing. Is he going to do okay? And the thing with Danny Garcia especially was so uh, compelling for me was this idea of get serious, this idea of becoming a good, you know, all-round wrestling figure um how how are you doing it kind of thing and uh that has continued a pace to the point where now I, I, it was a non-televised promo where tony khan's going he's one to watch but i'm i don't need that tele that non-televised promo to tell me because i'm seeing it in the material mm -hmm. i'm seeing it in the work that he's doing um and i think it's a it's a really smart way of using something like a ranking system like a c2 like a, a the more sports centric approach that says okay well i did well last season didn't get everything i wanted to what am i going to do going forward how do i make it so that the next time there's a c2 if i did get to enter it i could get a chance to get in the final or at some point i'm going to be able to go for an international title a tnt title you know all that kind of thing so this is sick on top of that his dragon tamer is becoming the 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 death of him more or less in mm. a way because it's one of the reasons he lost two of his matches he lost his match to andrade and he lost another one of his because they managed to av not avoid the dragon tamer, but find a way to get out of his submission move and use that against him. And it happened again here. That's why I thought Daddy Magic was so great on commentary. Because eventually he manages to get the dragon tamer in. 
And immediately, Matt Menard's like, it's in too deep, it's in too deep, he's in too deep again. And Buddy Matthews was able to escape out of it. He's, it's not learning from the mistakes that he's making, and that's what people keep trying to instill into him. Is Yes, you beat Brian Danielson with this move, but also it is leading to you getting some losses. I mean, he got a win here, but it's you could have got it elsewhere. Mm. And there was a, a start of this match, and there was a great moment in this, is when he was trying to body like do the body check thing with Buddy Matthews. But Buddy was just stronger than him. So he'd run against the ropes and he'd fall down and he'd get frustrated. He's like, no, I can do this. Get up, run against the ropes, fall back down again and get more frustrated. At one point, he rolls to the outside, smacks the mat, and he's so angry. And Dax and Cash just grab him and says, look, you're not stronger, you're smarter. Out-wrestle him. Mm. You're not stronger, you're smarter. I'm like really trying to hit, deal with that home. He gets in and he just runs the rope a few times and then he gets a body block and gets him down. He's like, yeah, I, I'm learning. I'm trying to be smarter than this. And then he proceeds to out-wrestle him. Mm. It's so rare that we get this kind of uh, character in, in wrestling kind of thing. They're all they're either meant to be completely there or they're just sort of there to feed to other people. Mm. This idea of watching a character evolve in many ways, to, to, to grow, to learn, is something that we like. It's karate kid stuff it's what makes those kind of movies where you take a character and you watch them their progression mm. like even like harry potter you stretch it he becomes a better wizard because he starts learning this doesn't work and this does work kind of thing that's what we as audience members and at the end of the day wrestling however you present wrestling and there are so many different ways that you can it is a storytelling medium it is character driven this is one of the best sort of archetypes to go with yeah um and i really like it this match was awesome. Also, Buddy Matthews' knees. Buddy Matthews is never given the credit Buddy Matthews deserves, which is funny because he gets a load of credit. Do you yeah. know what I mean? When, when he was in WWE, he was that guy that was like, I wish they'd push him more. wish mm. they'd push him more. And then he went to AEW and I was like, yes, mm. getting it. This is where he's going to shine. And I don't think he's had an AEW either. Mm. But every time he's put out there, Dude just has killer matches. Every time I know it's a Buddy Matthews match, I know it's going to be great. Like, whether or not he's... Uh, I, I think he's the, the secret MVP of the group. Um, 100%, yeah. Of the Andrade ladder match. Yeah. Is the one I was, that was one of my matches last year. I loved this. I thought this was so, so great. In the end, Daniel Garcia gets a technical roll-up. Smarter, not stronger. And he got the win. And then a very chaotic brawl happened afterwards because house of black immediately dive in and start putting the boots to garcia ftr jump in locker room mts but you know, not stars like you know it's it's <laughs> the, the righteous it's the that. righteous and it, it's it's you know these lads they they come out there they break up they have this pretty wild and chaotic brawl and afterwards ftr challenge house of black next week on collision to a elimination cage match six on six elimination cage match i didn't vibe with all of the people from the back coming in to sort of get involved Primarily, as you say, because I don't really know who these people are, but also because why do they care? Why do they want to break up this brawl? Surely they're like, stand at the back with a coffee, going, let them fire, I don't give a crap. <laughs> the producers, I understand, they're like, oh no, our investments, we must keep them safe. Yeah. But um, that part I didn't really get. One thing you can't deny, though, the audience did, because they were really hot for it. This this crap kind of brawl it, thing yeah. was really fun. Um, and then... is. How many cage matches have AEW done? I don't feel like it's many. It's in the... I think it's four or five this might be like the fifth one because there's a brevity to it because how many cage matches have i seen in my life as a wrestling fan very very many but when ftr says in a cage match i went oh how exciting <laughs> if you can make a cage match seem really exciting you've done a very good job it's, it's one of aew's strengths i think is that they have held back on some stipulations mm. to make them feel that they are a big deal and it did and i think that's really effective mm -hmm. yeah 
We then got Roderick Strong versus Matt Seidel. Roddy won. Just here to do more of that uh, Orange Cassidy feud. And it was a sprint that I quite enjoyed. It was it was perfectly fine. Yeah. Um, they were selling really hard the idea of them as their history and whatever. But I'd... I well, I, I got it. And I particularly enjoyed this idea of like, you know, in 2005, these were sort of seen as the future of, you know, the, the style. Because yes. people weren't really doing the style that Roddy and Matt were doing. Now it's kind of the template, and these are the forefronts of this. They were the forefront of change, like uh, WWR in Saudi Arabia. They were the forefront of change in terms of in-ring style. They, uh, they put this over with Matt Seidel a lot. A lot of the moves that people do now were made by Matt Seidel and uh, yeah. popularized by Matt Seidel. Yeah, um, Jim Cornette's somewhere stewing. Yeah, but, um, I yeah, I just found, funny because he was booking them in Ring of Honor as well. I found it kind of it, there's an there's a there's a, a negative take on that where it's like yeah, well that was 20 years ago. Um, and all fat lot of good that did them kind of thing. But then also there was a monopoly in the in, in the industry, so mm. it's like not necessarily their fault. It was a weird. I don't know. I didn't really fully connect to what they were trying to sell me in this one. The match was fine. It was yeah. good, but like I didn't really buy it. Yeah, especially tying into what you were talking about earlier on with the the, the relative success of Undisputed Kingdom. Yes. Yeah, I think that's the bigger uh, thing for me. It's less the in ring style and more just Kingdom just aren't mm. not vibing at the moment. Mm. And then we had our main event. It was Eddie Kingston and Ortiz versus Danielson and Claudio. And this match was so awesome. This match ruled. Every single person in this match ruled. The finish ruled. All of the action ruled. Nigel McGuinness ruled. Yeah. It's, it's so great. You had Eddie and Brian like at the start of this just playing up to the crowd. Claudio not even looking at Eddie. And they were putting it was like, kind of can't even look at Kingston. He's just got his head down, not looking at Eddie getting this adulation because it's annoying to Claudio Castagnoli that people like Eddie Kingston. And Daniel Bryan is Daniel Bryan, because I'm reviewing a 2014 show uh, over on Wrestle Extra. Brian Danielson is playing to the crowd. And Nigel McGuinness goes, typical Danielson. He doesn't <laughs> even want to wrestle Eddie Kingston. That's why he's trying to delay all this because he knows that he'll get beaten if he tries again. So complicated for Nigel McGuinness to be hating the demonstrably healed Brian Danielson. They should be aligned, but he can't ever let it go, and I love that. And liking Eddie Kingston, because yeah. he shouldn't like Eddie Kingston either, and I don't think he does. No. But as much as he doesn't like Eddie Kingston, he hates Brian Danielson more. The enemy of the enemy <laughs> is my friend. I, I think uh, what I loved about this, I think they didn't touch each other for ages, but they Eddie Kingston seemed to be having fun with mm. the whole thing, and like, and especially because his pop was so much louder Yeah, that it really gave it a lovely big main event spikes to it absolutely yeah, yeah. Oh, this was just so so great um i mean kind of one of the keys to this match though is that out of during this match not only did they go like oh by the way uh, tony khan just announced the rankings are back <laughs> and two they were like oh by the way adam copeland's facing minora suzuki on dynamite on wednesday and then the match ends and i was like craig there was a lot that happened within this match yeah not just between the four ropes or the four you know the the, the four corners and everything but also company-wide as well um but i really enjoyed because they beat the piss out of poor ortiz for for ages yeah it was great stuff and then they made their big return a big comeback and they both did dives to the outside which was really really cool because i love seeing ortiz i'm missing ortiz wrestle like this seeing eddie kingston do a dive is pretty spectacular as well and the crowd was so into it but the finish was so brutal because danielson is beating down ortiz beating him down and beating him down and Claudio just gets Eddie up onto the apron and just holds him there and makes him watch. Mm. And Brian Danielson does, does the stompies, goes to the corner, mockingly does the yes chant, hits the Busaiku knee, gets the pin. 
And then he's just staring at Eddie and he spits in his face and he said, you're not going to hold those titles anymore. Mm. He, Danielson is actively annoyed and irritated. His whole thing earlier where he was like, yeah, sure, it was a low point in my career, but it was the highest point in any career. It's not, it doesn't bother me. It has bothered him. It's bothered him that the king of the bums has beaten him in the C2. Mm. And he's now holding the Continental Championship. That doesn't make sense to Brian Danielson. It doesn't make sense to Claudio Castagnoli either because he hates Eddie Kingston. And that's what's fueling him. It's more stuff that's coming out of the C2 and giving like... I mean, honestly, it's the first time the title has felt like quite relevant since, since Eddie's won the thing because mm. he's been feuding, uh, bailing it over like lower mid-card guys. Now he's back against someone who was in the C2, someone he did beat in the C2, and they're using that to fuel this feud. I loved this so much. Yeah, I also think uh, this is what's tying me into the Mox promo at the beginning. Mm. So interesting that they're playing so openly, actively heel, especially Danielson, who for last year I was confused about, well, Danielson's very babyface and the rest of the BCC are quite clearly heel, including John Moxley, and now we're almost in a complete 180 position, and it's because that Danielson is so good. Danielson, he said this before, because I remember once we did a thing like when he, shortly after Revolution, where he sort of like, he turned heel and stuff, and he's made this point, he's like, I never turned babyface. Right. It's like, when they had the two tunnel things, like, I always came out the heel tunnel. Yeah. Like, I've never really been a babyface in AEW. I've always just been Brian Danielson. Mm. And he can just do that switch of just being like, yeah, I'm going to be the good guy this time. Yeah. And now, now I'm going to be the bad guy because you've done something that's really annoyed me. So you've now got this side of Danielson. There's a justification to it as yeah. well. And it all, it all feels very, like, cohesive. And it's, it just speaks to the talent. But also it speaks to how uh, over Eddie Kingston is, like... Uh, with, with the AEW fan base specifically, that they are more than willing to boo Brian Danielson, uh, or at least engage with the heel behavior that he's... Because yeah. at the end of the day, we're giving the reaction he wants. I think a lot of us, especially us, like mm-hmm. to be involved and we're like, yeah, the heels, and we, you know what I mean? We like... There's always been a thing of... I was reading Brian Gewurz's book, and he was talking about how he liked to boo... How he liked to cheer like Roddy Piper or whatever. He always liked to... There's something about a specific type of wrestling fan that likes cheering their heels almost because we get it we appreciate the work you're doing so for the fans to like eddie kingston enough to actively engage with what brian danielson's trying to achieve i think is uh yeah uh, it speaks to the quality of everybody in the match i Um, love those chops were silly this is the the... i don't like the machine gun chops i i mean i I get why he does it oh i get why he does it but and i I know they do look like they hurt i was gonna say i've done this to myself for a while i was like those are stupid ow and I'm not Eddie Kingston. Yeah. But it was it. Uh, there's there's something where I'm like, can you just? I, I, I'm only saying it because I saw them do the rounds a lot, and I was like, Claudia could just deck him one. You know, you know, and like if I'm doing this to you at some point, mm. I'm going to get off. My uh, my wife says that about the the waitress's Christmas song. The reason why she hates it is it feels like someone's going Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas. <laughs> but I think I'm the first one this year. <laughs> That's what those chops are to me. Eddie Kingston lives rent free in wrestling Twitter's head. Oh yeah, he is one of the best people in AEW and Twitter cannot stand that and it blows their minds that people like Eddie Kingston yeah. and I love it and they're like perhaps this is trolling behavior out of me but seeing Never. but seeing people like this is the one thing I did see on Twitter I had to log in this morning because I had to check my DMs and I did see this people having a meltdown over Eddie Kingston doing quite good chops is fan I don't Fantastic. I wouldn't want to take him, dude. And, that's, that's and it's different. But also, it's take you watch that clip out of context, you watch it within the, the rest of the match, they don't look like that. 
it's all about the context of things. I did it's the watch same, them in the context. It's the same thing about like, so someone as so had a go at, because um, they were showing a clip of Psychosis and Rey Mysterio. Mm. And someone was like, oh, well, yeah, this is better than Vikingo versus Omega because no one was standing out in the ring for 20 seconds waiting for someone to do a spot. And I was like, yeah, because you're watching a highlights package where all of that's cut out. <laughs> that's fair. Like in this, like Eddie, it's going, Eddie, Everything removed con from context. Everything removed from context does affect things. But even if they looked naff, even if they look like the worst chops in the world, seeing people having a meltdown over it brings me such joy. I don't think it's worth because, a meltdown, yeah. I agree because with it's that. not worth a meltdown. Yeah. But people just cannot stand this idea that people like Eddie Kingston. And that's delightful because they're like getting so stewed over and angry about this is delightful. I like Eddie Kingston. I don't in spite do of uh, popular belief. <laughs> Those chops look gash. Um <laughs> But that's my point. Uh, but yeah, like it was. It's it, it. You're right when you take things out of context, especially in the context of something that I thought in this match was guarantee a great you, match. I guarantee you, the people angry about that did not watch the match. No, almost certainly not. But that's you know that's why their opinion is is less garbage. important than ours. Uh, but no, it, it, I overall it, no, they're garbage people. Also, I, I'm, I'm moving on from the garbage people who are absolutely garbage people. Just to say that yeah, it is it, it speaks to the connection. I think. What were we talking about a lot last year with the idea of like casuals and what's AW direction and who should they be catering to? Um, it's really great that this audience has responded so well to Eddie Kingston and they are leaning heavily into that Man, story. If, if people were clipping out Kabashi chops, then mm. there'd be people who would have probably the same reaction. Oh, I did go and, then and watch it, uh, and, and like those people are morons. Okay, I did watch it collection of those and they they look a lot better but they do, and, and they, they do look better i'm not saying that eddie's kingston's uh chops are on par with kabashi's because they're not because <laughs> like he was one of the best to ever do it mm. um but they're also just not as bad as some people are making them out to be yeah but that's the internet that's the internet yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is why that's why i try and avoid go, it there. annoys me like honestly I'm, I'm putting a plea out to you that if you do contact me via twitter dm please find a different method so i just don't have to go on there um give me a number out live on find me on instagram I've, <laughs> yeah. please just get me on there um but anyway that was the show and i had a good time with it yeah like, it it, it, it's missable television but it's missable in a way that i would recommend you go out and watch a, a few of the matches yeah you know what I, I mean? Like, you don't need to watch all two hours. No. But you definitely should watch Garcia versus Matthews. You should definitely watch that main event. Yeah. I, I, I spotted a, an ultra chat that I want to save my response okay. to what you're saying for that because they bring up a point. And it, yeah, but yeah. Well, let's get into those ultra chats. Restalk.com forward slash support. Get in all of them. We'll read out all of them above the five US dollar amount. And Urkto here says, in my opinion, most of the complaints come from people following WW mostly and want AEW to be that. AEW should do their own thing, which in my opinion is what they are doing with focus on wrestling, win-loss records. Also, I feel like Okada will meet Moxley at Revolution. By the way, I got rid of Twitter and it helped my mental health, but it feels amazing watching wrestling without Twitter discourse, which 99.9% .9 of the time is stupid as F. By the way, Edge versus Suzuki and Hangman versus Penta, wrestling is awesome. Hey, guys, I mean, that's kind of, I got it for my mental health as well. And yeah, without Twitter discourse. Yeah, uh, it's also uh, to, to move away from wrestling, it's stupid in film Twitter as well. Right? <laughs> it's absolutely insane. Saltburn's a good film. If you don't like it, you don't like it, end up. But um, the, uh, do you know what it has been golden for? The traitors. Twitter, the memes for the traitors after every episode oh, yeah? are 
golden. Um, it almost makes me remember back in the day when it used to be a, a more fun place. Um, but I think I think what I was going to bring up in response to you is what this this chat said, which is that it's from people following WWE mostly and want AEW to be that. I do think there is a middle ground. I don't think, like I said, there's so many different ways to present wrestling. I think WWE does its style really well. I, well, sometimes I think AEW does its style really well. Sometimes with Lucha Underground, there's TNA, like all of the. There's no one way to do wrestling. Um, there's only your interpretation of a medium. In the same way, there's no one way to do a film. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel I would like when I'm watching Collision, I want I want a little more of a hook. No pun intended. I want something that's when it, Dynamite has enough to make me go. Oh, next week I want to sit down and watch that. You mm-hmm. know, I want more than just. I know I can tune in and see a, a a good wrestling match that will make someone then cut a promo afterwards, and maybe in two or three pay per views time they'll have a, a title match. I I want a hook. I want something to bring me in and really make it feel like appointment viewing. That doesn't necessarily mean it has to go WWE direction. I don't think it should let AW be AW. For me, for a long time, that hook was the C2. That's what I'm after, hmm. I think. I mean, it's 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 a damned if they do, damned if they don't scenario in a way. And I think this is kind of the point that Twitter, Tony Khan often makes on Twitter. is just like, I can't do any rights because people keep telling him, stop being like WWE or stop trying to be a WWE light. So he puts on this show that's very like AEW and people are like, well, where's the stories? Like, so it's like, oh, well, do you want me to do stories or do you want me to do wrestling? So they kind of have a best of both worlds. Dynamite is the story show and Collision is the wrestling show. Mm. So you get whatever you want out of AEW in, in that sense. Mm. I think you can have both. And I think they do. I think they have in the and past I, and with, I think, with this show. Yeah, and I think they do have both to a degree. Mm. Uh, I don't think you need to separate out the shows. Um, but also, Collision is a show that's destined to fail because it's on Saturday night, it's, it's, which, it's... which is the other part of the, the Collision equation. Um, I was I was writing a script for the Rest Talk News that I was going to do as a deep dive, which was called AEW's Collision Problem and Why It Will Never Be Solved, mm. um, which I'd still like to write. So maybe I'll do it for Rest Talk uh, Magazine. Collision ratings patterns are fascinating because mm. they just do this. They go up, and then a WWE pay-per-view happens, and they go down. And then then spend the next week, three weeks, climbing back up. And then a WWE pay-per-view happens, and they crash back down. And then they spend the next three weeks climbing back up, and then a WWE show happens, and they crash crash back down. They will never be able to get out of this cycle, because Mm, WWE pay-per-views will always be on Saturdays. Yeah. And because it's a Saturday show and ratings are not going to be as strong on a Saturday show, you almost don't want to do all these big angles and stuff. Like, really, the show was destined to fail from the get-go because it's on Saturdays. Mm. And that's something you can't escape from. Mm. So you don't want to do massive angles on a Saturday because then people will have a go at you for doing it on the show that no one watches. It'd be like doing it on Rampage. But you do want to do these things on Rampage because you want to try and get people to watch these shows. Damned if you do, it's damned if you don't. I'd be really interested to see if the rankings return makes a, an impact in how I feel about Collision. Because I, I feel yeah. like, I think my, my point that I keep trying to drive home is that the seat, it, it's not about doing massive stories. It's just about giving me enough of something where I'm like, this feels like I, if I miss this, it'll be a shame. Whereas like, as we said at the beginning, I'm all right to wait till Monday kind of thing. I don't want, I, I don't wake up worrying about Collision spoilers. I wonder if it's like, hey, I need a big win to push me over in the rankings and it's happening on Saturday, that might change it a little bit. And that feels like a very AEW thing. It was the um, 
Adam Cole and MJF going for the tag titles was one of those where I was like, I need to watch this yeah. the following day. And the C2 gave me that as well. I think next week, the cage match will probably, I, I, yeah, I will want to watch that the, the following day. I'll tell you exactly what will happen with the ratings, uh, with the rankings rather, because this is exactly what happened the first time around. People on Twitter will say it's too complicated. <laughs> That's exactly what happened the yeah. first time they did this. People were like, I don't get it. Mm. I, why are you doing this? I don't get it. And that's what, they did, that's what they did with the C2. It's too complicated. I don't get it. Maybe Why you just have four finals. <laughs> Can't solve it. 2024. Oh, same as the old year. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> says, given its roster size, if AEW are wasting even an hour of television not presenting their wrestlers to the fullest of their potentials, then TK is doing everyone a disservice. This is what happened when Rampage and caused some negativity with the company. But I don't think it is doing these people a disservice. I don't think Moxley squashing Shane Taylor is doing him a disservice. I also feel like squash is the wrong it's word for that particular match because Shane Taylor got a lot back. It's not it's, like a Sunday Night Heat squash. It's competitive squash. Yeah, right. So that, that doesn't do the, Moxley the winner a disservice. Is, the winner is never in question but shane taylor looked good yeah it was adam copeland did not get a disservice by beating um dante martin in the same way he wasn't done a disservice by beating griff garrison mm. like they do serve a purpose it's not the most compelling tv but it does serve a purpose mm. particularly when you're bringing the uh, the ranking system back we have a unknown username here please do get in your uh name to our moderators because there's a Streamlabs issue it's lost your name and it said in my opinion i think aew could use a hard brand split having joe as a floating champion have the tnt tbs and trios titles on collision with danielson booking and hear me out put the roh belt on back on ring of honor <laughs> use the rankings to tell your stories i'm i'm against hard brand splits i don't see the point of them but, that, but that's also I'm a, I've got a older wrestling mindset and brand splits have never done it for me I've got a soft brand split I like a soft brand split I, like, I liked what was going on where it's like I felt like I had my collision guys and I had my dynamite guys and every now and again MJF would pop up every now and again mm. you know um, I, I was do you into... think we still have that? Um, do you think FTR and House of Black feel like collision guys? It... Le Faction yeah. feel like it that? The I hate what I'm about to say, but I feel like the feeling of God needs to be restored. Um, <laughs> I'm going to cry about that later on I'm with shame. Uh, no, I, I, I don't feel it as much as I did. Maybe that's a personal mm. thing. I don't know. Um, I do completely agree with the ROH belts being back in ROH thing. Well, that, that, that's for darn sure. Absolutely. Yeah, because they came out with those belts on and I went, why? The trios. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I don't know. Particularly I because I bet you they won't be defended on ROH TV, which will this just annoy it. Kate over at Fightful. Because yeah. <laughs> uh, poor old her and Righteous Reg watching ROH Ninja was like, our champions are never here. All we've got is Athena. <laughs> Um, so Cardigan the Warm has said um, if this has been mentioned already please enjoy the $5 but shirt idea a gold standard Bullet Club logo with an open scissor. Oh I see. Yeah yeah yeah. So you could do the Bullet Club and then it's just a scissor in the middle like, instead of the um, the skull. That's funny. Or you could do the skull with the scissor behind it. Yeah. That works. Uh, Travis Mentalo has been a member for 28 months in a row says Copeland versus Suzuki on Dynamite. Yes please. How else would you like uh, who else would you like to see in the Cope Open? Good question. Carter. Oh, that'll be a way to make a debut, to use it. But the 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 thing is, if you're going to use this to continue your story with Christian and um, Edge, mm -hmm. sorry, Adam Copeland, my bad, that's 25 years, um, you don't want a Carter to lose. Of course not. And you don't want Copeland to lose either. So that's, you know, mm -hmm. fun as that would be, that yeah. needs to be after the TNT title has been won. Maybe that's yeah. the way you get... 
maybe maybe Copeland's won the belt and it t- becomes the TNT Cope Open and then Okada comes in and takes the belt off him. I, you got to do this for like to be able to do some of those dream matches mm. that you never thought you'd get to see. Like you know, if you took and looking at New Japan, something like Adam Copeland versus Tomohiro Ishii. It's mm. Like, all right, yeah, I'd like that. Adam Copeland versus Speedball Mike Bailey. Yeah, yeah. But all, these all feel like ones where it's like, oh, it doesn't really hurt them if they lose to Copeland. I think, I think the, the a card is a very different story. Yeah, the answer. I don't know, you know that, but the the answer to your question there really is, what do you want the Cope Open to be? Mm. You know, because I I think it could be, I don't know, like well, what what if Killswitch answers it as Luchasaurus? I don't know. What I would like to see out of this is kind of what the the senior U.S. Open was, mm. which is just like it would. The best times on there was underutilized guys going out there and having awesome matches. Yeah, that's true. Like that's kind of what I'd love to see out of this. Yeah. You know, progressively each week they get bigger and longer matches. Christopher, who's been a member for 31 months in a row, says, "Good day, lads. I just want to say hello and thank you for all the hard work you do for us. Here's my money." Well, thank you very much. Thank it's very you kind of you. And Marcel Art here has said, "Ah, oh, it's that time of year again. All wrestling fans around the world are celebrating. Can you feel it? We're finally back on the road. That's right, the road to WXW 16 karat gold in Oberhausen, Europe's biggest wrestling festival. The two festivals, right there, don't they? Don't, uh, don't they just? Maybe one year, Marcel Art. I'll go to a 16 karat gold. I would like to. I don't think it's going to happen this year with my youngin, but." Maybe one year I'll make the pilgrimage across. We'll end the poll, see what you thought of this episode of Dynamite. Collision. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Hmm? You said Dynamite. It's Collision. 73% thumbs up (laughs) and 22% thumbs in the middle. Um, I think that's about average. I think that's about fair. On the show Gladiators, brackets 2024, (laughs) on bbc one there is a game called collision is there really a uh gladiator called dynamite <laughs> and another one called nitro it's very tnt coded isn't it just yeah turns out they're big fans mm, looking over surprised. looking over itv just jealous that they've got the rights to aew waiting for the uh the new gladiator to come out called tony Khan. <laughs> How was this week's uh, Gladiators? If you want to give it a quick review. Oh my god, it was lit. It's <laughs> the best show on television because it does it. They've got this, they, they did the wall and it was everything I, I wanted it wall. to be. One one of the women it's just the wall, brother. bombed it up. Oh my god, the, the, the Travelator section. There was, there was The Eliminator looked like it was going to be a one horse race, but then suddenly the Travelator got him and the other guy caught up and it, was, it became neck and neck all over again. Uh, they've got this new game called The Edge. Uh, where um, they have to they're on, involved. They're on the, the um, uh, this like sky balance beam situation cross hatch mm. thing. They've got to try and dodge the gladiator and push him off. And then at one point, the gladiator fell down, and the woman was so excited that she like, she's like no, you still have to, you still have to play the game to get your points. Like, oh no, she had to run across. It was so oh, it's the best show on TV. <laughs> Well, there you go. That is your AEW Collision slash Gladiators review <laughs> for this week. Uh, we're That's back the to... new format on Monday. We're back tomorrow uh, to do the WWE Raw review. Uh, what is on the show tomorrow? CM Punk and Cody Rhodes. That's I've been waiting right. all week for it. It's going to be an interesting little clash. Got of that. Uh, so, words. yeah, CM Punk and Cody Rhodes come face to face. Ivy Nile versus Valhalla. Chad Gable versus Ivar and Drew McIntyre versus Damian Priest. I also think we're having Miz versus Dominic Mysterio. If I've not misread, oh, yeah, we might be. Hmm. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, 
Well, that is coming up on the show tomorrow. Dan and I are returning to this podcast set to review WWE Raw. Thank you so much for watching this episode. Please do press the subscribe button. Give us a little thumbs up as well. We are on our way to 85K. Um, and when we get there, we'll be doing a 10-hour live stream. Thank you to everyone who's bought their tickets for our Royal Rumble Watch Party. Sold out! Ooh, girl! Sold out. We'll be seeing you next week. It's a, it is this, this week? It's this Saturday. It's this Saturday? Yeah. Royal Rumble's this Saturday, everyone, which also means it'll be Royal Rumble predictions this week as well. So make sure you are subscribed to this channel for all of those goings on. Until then, I've been Nico in DAD. That has been the Professor Dan Layton. Jam that jam. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love. And be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.